1: Hey, Alexis. Hey, Melissa.
0: Is it that time? It's that time. It's November. That means we have to round up October. And we already did a bunch of Halloween stunts, so we've skipped all of the Halloween. Like, nothing Halloween-related in this episode. No. Sorry. This is not the episode.
1: I have to tell you, like, when we're doing this episode— And I think this is really important for listeners, and I don't know where else we need to put this, like on our website everywhere, but everyone thinks like there's only like these very linear tactics, like, you know, digital, outdoor. I'm telling you people, marketing is changing. Yeah, you got to get fucking creative creative. and you don't need big dollars. No, or you need big dollars and to be really freaking innovative. Because I was talking to my RC the other day and he's like, the problem right now is We are so over inundated and stimulated by advertising, by like just stimulation in our lives that like traditional advertising is not working anymore. Like commercials aren't working anymore. Like Mm -mm. digital is like it's working, but you can't just do digital. Digital works for me when I'm retargeted
0: by something I've already seen, liked, talked about. When I just get an ad served to me, it rarely works. But, like, if I have talked about it, I've clicked on it, and then I,
1: like, that works great. Or, Melissa, it has to be really relatable. So, it could be, like, a collaboration, which that's what some of these brands are doing. They're, like, thinking outside the box. And, you know, TV advertising, Netflix, they're just adding in a whole new layer, like, Netflix shows are bringing in product placement heavier than they've ever done. Like, it's insane. Like, they need a product that really relates to consumers. Yeah, totally. I would agree with you.
0: It is very hard to capture attention, which is why stunts are a perfect solution.
1: Okay, can I start with mine? Because this is hilarious. Yes.
0: And if it's mine, I'm going to be angry because I'm excited about mine.
1: Okay. So, like I said, like, brands are thinking of like, any which way to like collaborate and get in front of consumers, new audiences, things like that. Yeah. This one, I don't know if it's gonna stick for me. Okay. Okay. Balenciaga, which how much are those bags? Uh, you can't even buy one. No. Right. Okay. How much are their clothes? It's insane, I don't, right? I don't even know because I've never even looked. Yeah. It's. I mean, I think the bags are 10 minimum 20, ten grand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> models this summer actually walked. The Paris runway show with a new Balenciaga bag collab on their side. Check this out. It's a freaking Lay's branded Balenciaga bag. It's like a clutch that looks like a bag of Lay's potato chips. That was, wait, when, oh, that was summer.
0: We're doing October, but that's okay. It's still good. It's still good. I had um, to bring this wait, one Wait, that in. is crazy. It literally looks like this model is holding a crumpled up bag of potato
1: chips. That is a purse? But it's a purse, and it's a Balenciaga branded purse.
0: No. With Lay's.
1: No. Dude, no. is that crazy? No, that's stupid. wrong audience. Like people that carry Balenciaga bags, do they really eat? Do they Lay's eat potato, potato chips? chips?
0: Probably not. Or if they do, they're not telling anyone.
1: Yeah, then they certainly don't put them in their purse. No, um, but like that's going far. That's
0: going far. That's okay. going far. Sorry, it
1: was summer, but that's I. had to That's okay. Bring it up. I mean,
0: it's it, The picture will definitely post. And if you bought one, write in.
1: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, super funky.
0: <laughs> okay, we're back to October. Alexis. Sorry. Did you know that on the upper west side of New York recently, they opened a restaurant just for dogs. And the restaurant is called Just Food for Dogs. That's literally the name of it. Okay. Okay. It's a new store and kitchen concept serving canine food made with a hundred percent USDA certified ingredients. Literally a five-star eatery for dogs, a permanent structure. This is not a stunt. This brand actually has multiple locations across the country, but this is the first one in New York City. So let me tell you the best part of the stunt. It's how they advertised and promoted this new location. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you done eating for the day? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So Just Food for Dogs put mini billboards promoting their new Pup Cafe into piles of dog poop left on New York City streets in October. What? Just picture it. I will just picture it. Let me just show you. There's, Ew! There's a pile of dog poop. And look it, there's a little, like, a little billboard just, like, sticking out of it with a little straw. A better diet can help turn this back to brown. That's what it says.
1: That <sighs> is, like, the weirdest thing I've ever heard.
0: You know, I mean, this campaign, it was created up by New York agency Walrus. Obviously, it was designed to alert dog owners to all of, like, the nutritional shortcomings of their current dog food. Like, they should really feed their dogs better. So, yes, they basically left these sticks in giant turds. (laughs) Ew. And they warned owners that their current food is too hard for their dogs to digest. And if they go to Just Food for Dogs, their poop will be brown and soft again. That is disgusting. It is disgusting. Check out also this billboard on the side of a building right here. Nutritionists, veterinarians, toxicologists, and then mural artists crossed off on staff. And it says Just Food for Dogs. So it's just like this like sketch of a dog and food. This giant billboard on the side of a building.
1: That like, is just really weird. They're really going
0: big. They're going big.
1: You know? Oh my god, yes. yes. That is funky. It is funky. All right. All right. You can go one more.
0: Okay. Okay. I know I said we're not covering anything Halloween related, but there's this has a little bit of like a Halloween essence to okay. it. Okay. So visit Sweden, which we have talked about them before. Oh yeah, I remember that one campaign Airbnb. they did. Airbnb. Remember yeah. they listed the entire country on Airbnb, like freaking genius. Well, in October, Sweden's tourism board, Visit Sweden, decided to do something related to Halloween and horror. And basically, they released this audiobook horror story that you could only listen to if
1: you actually went to Sweden. What? How do you think they did it? I don't know. Oh, like transported you in the metaverse or something weird. No, but that's a good idea.
0: So, Swedish horror author John linkt he created this creepy story called Kiln. And it's centered on the enchanting forests of Sweden. And the story invites listeners to, like, walk in the footsteps of a character who encounters just all this creepy stuff, okay? Okay. And basically... You could only listen if you're currently present in a Swedish forest because they applied a geo-restriction. So you actually had to be in a Sweden. You had to be in a Swedish forest for this video to actually play and work and for you to hear the audio. Now, in order to, like, promote it, of course, they did on Halloween weekend, like, made it available for, like, You know, English listeners, like anywhere else in the world, really, to be able to listen via its website for like two days. But after that, you had to actually physically go to a Swedish forest to listen to the horror story.
1: You are here now. What was it you heard? She is the most beautiful thing. You have ever seen. Hi. Her eyes, borrowed from a deer, the longing you did not know you had. Oh my God! Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I never really
0: thought about. That's kind of cool. Geo targeting a piece of audio content or content in general. So you couldn't see it, hear it, or watch it unless you were in a certain location. Like, that's actually pretty
1: genius. You know what would be cool? Because you know how they're doing, like, all these soundscapes and, like, brand sounds now? Yeah. Like, to launch a brand sound, (gasps) we could do that. That you could only hear in a certain place. Yeah. We're doing it. (laughs) I mean, I get so excited about this stuff. We just need some cooler brands to, like, let us get a budget and do some fun stuff. Yeah, we do. Okay, Melissa, I think this campaign was created for my household. Okay. Because, you know, I feel like we are the trashiest family on (laughs) earth. I think you mean that in one certain way, but I believe it for you in many ways. Like, we have a lot of trash. Oh, okay. I mean, sometimes we look trashy with our RV in our driveway. But, you know, one could argue trashy or a fancy RV, you know? Uh, my dad told me I look like white trash this weekend. And he said, I can't believe the neighbors haven't, like, had an outrage and, like, tried to get me out of the neighborhood because my RV's in my driveway. I'm like, dude, sorry we're not in pristine Pasadena. People like RVs this here. This is the wild, wild west. We're, we're okay. Fine. And I'm like, Dad— Do you know how fancy that RV is? Come on. Yeah. We are bougie. All right. So, and this actually gives me an idea. Maybe I need to do something like this in my house to motivate my kids to freaking eat and not waste food. Okay. So Dole actually did this really cool campaign in New York and they put malnutrition facts on all of the trash cans. And it says an average New York household generates more than eight pounds of food waste every week. About five pounds of that food is edible. Oh. That's sad. That's really sad. Which is crazy because there's an estimated of 1.4 billion tons of food wasted each year with 40 million tons coming from the U.S. and the rest from the rest of the world. That's disgusting. That is. Isn't that sad? Yeah. So – Dole launched this campaign. They put it on garbage trucks. They put it on garbage cans. Look at, I mean, it's like everywhere. Oh, wow. To just try to motivate people, garbage bags, to not waste so much food. And it said there's a significant education gap when it comes to the impact of food waste on hunger, with one-third of Americans admitting that they make no effort to reduce the food waste in their home. I mean, I have to say, I am so guilty. I so am I. We throw it away so much bad. food. I know. But what Some, are you going
0: to do with food that someone started eating and doesn't finish? I'm not going to finish it. No. It's like, I don't know how to solve that problem. But are we really going to go give it to homeless on the street? But you can't. You can't give someone food you've already started eating anyways. That's just disgusting.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't feel know like,
0: like a better solution to the problem. Like smaller portions, but we already do. Like, I throw away my kids' food when they don't finish it, but I already do small portions. Yeah, But I think it's a great awareness campaign. And I think Dole has done some really cool stuff recently. I, we covered a few months ago in our roundup. Remember they did the forbidden fruit campaign where they tried to get the Pope to like basically make fruit not forbidden, forbidden anymore? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think that was awesome. But what's so cool about this is, you know, they used the hashtag change the facts and drove people to the, you know, malnutrition website. And through product donation and funding, Dole and actually City Harvest partnered with them. We're going to deliver more than 280,000 pounds of food to New Yorkers dealing with food insecurity. That's actually really cool. I like that a lot. I mean, I feel like that's that's a, good, a campaign. good campaign. I like when
0: brands do something that's, it's not selfish. They did that, you know, to make an impact and for a purpose. And it probably is in line with their mission.
1: Like, I like it. I like it. Okay. Do you watch Ted Lasso? I don't—I think I've watched it once or twice, but, you know, I feel like I know Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's so good. And I've only watched—I
0: haven't watched, like—I'm not up-to-date. Let's just put it that way. But I am familiar enough. So Bumble decided to jump on the pop culture bandwagon, and they partnered with the Emmy Award-winning Apple TV comedy Ted Lasso. Okay. Do you know how they partnered? No. So Banter is this fictitious dating app featured in the show Ted Lasso, And it requires users to chat without seeing any photos of the other person. Like, they only can connect through banter, like through the written word, which that's kind of cool, right? Uh Obviously, it's fake. So starting the week of October 13th, Bumble actually had this opportunity for you to RSVP for a banter live event. And they launched this so users could automatically connect to other users based on locations, ages, gender preferences, et cetera, but no photo. Like, nothing. Interesting. Just based on those things. And you were allowed to have these three-minute conversations when you, like, met somebody And if you matched with the user, if you liked them and you clicked yes, then you were given access to the other person's full profile. So you actually connected via like communication before you ever saw a photo of them and like interest and location. Interesting. How interesting is that? That's kind of like that
1: blind dating one where it's like dating
0: in the dark. Yeah, it's so interesting. But I, I think it's smart for Bumble to do this kind of like pop culture partnership. I think it works really well in this situation. And obviously like, you know, Ted Lasso is insanely popular. So
1: it probably did expose, you know, the app to a new audience. Oh, my gosh. Cool, huh? Very cool. So are you okay if I cover another one that wasn't in October? (laughs) Because You
0: know, Alexis, you love to break break the rules. I don't
1: follow the rules, guys, because this is crazy, and I actually think it's brilliant. Sweden has a lot of cool things. We need to go on a trip to Sweden to do some marketing research. Perfect. Do it. I love it. Let's do it. Okay, so this is so crazy, because in August... McDonald's allowed 60 people to tie the knot in the McDonald's drive-thru. And they created a campaign that was a, like, happily ever after meal. Because apparently in Sweden, August is the highest wedding month. It's so weird. The whole world has different wedding months, yes. So, like, it was crazy because they actually had, like, a someone who was license to marry you in the drive through and people would drive up, check this, and like in their, like dressed oh in their God. wedding outfit, get married in the, in the first window of McDonald's, and the second one, they'd get their happily ever after meal and go. And that was just in Sweden? In Sweden. It was like the fastest way to get married because they said like obviously City Hall is like packed in August in Sweden. Like you can't even get in. So they were offering an alternative.
0: Dude. First of all, genius. Second of all, like during the pandemic, why didn't they do drive through weddings? Like, hello. hello. Also, how do we get Robin's brothers in on this? Because what if at the first window, you actually get your ring? Yeah. The second window, you get married. The, the third, third window, win- you get your meal. Like, <sighs> I mean, like McDonald's and
1: Robbins Brothers seems like not a great brand alliance. Maybe we could think about, I mean, In-N-Out's like a higher end brand. Let's go there. Raising canes. And In-N-Out's next to Robbins Brothers. Dude, you could do it. (laughs) I mean, there is something there. I mean, In-N-Out, I feel like there's loyalty, a lot of brand loyalty. Yeah. I got to think on this one a little bit
0: more. We need like a bigger situation. Like we need like, I also want like the wedding cake like window. Like, where do you get your dessert? What else is up there? That white chocolate grill There's or something? There's so many. That yeah. I
1: closed, I think, oh. a long time
0: ago. I don't know. Maybe not.
1: Maybe it's open. I have no okay. idea. Okay. Well, sorry. I want another, like, you know, non-September or October, whatever month we're in. I love
0: it. Okay. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Oscar Mayer is giving away a lifetime supply of bacon in honor of World Vegan Day. Are you curious about oh how, my that, God. how that works? Okay. All right, so, of course, Oscar Mayer, you know, they're not meatless. (laughs) So, you wouldn't think that they would jump on World Vegan Day. It's a little unconventional, correct?
1: Yes, a little.
0: Well, according to a lengthy survey that the brand put out there, over half of vegans would abandon their diets for bacon. Oh. And 62% of vegans agree that if they were to cheat, it would be for bacon. Bacon. Duh. By the way, if you haven't listened to our episode on how America got hooked on eating bacon, it's really good. Remember that one? That was like yes, a, way early that on. was way good. Well, anyways, so Oscar Mayer had this campaign. They're calling it the Bake Off, B-A-C-O-F-F, and basically they're offering the bacon because it's worth cheating for. So in an attempt to help vegans stay on track, the brand is urging meat eaters, so people who are eating meat, not vegans, to stand in solidarity by pledging via social media to not eat meat on November 1st. That's the same day that was World Vegan Day. okay? Okay. And if you made the pledge, you had a chance to score a lifetime of free bacon. I don't know how they're deciding what a lifetime supply is because let me tell you, this girl can eat a lot of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't look like it. I realize, but you give me a whole pack of bacon, extra crispy. I might eat the whole thing.
1: To my house, when you you cannot cook one. Like, thing of bacon. You always have to cook, too, because not only do my kids, my husband, and I eat it, but, I mean, Tex goes wild. You saw him go wild for the trash? Yep. When bacon cooks in this house, he gets, like, crazy.
0: I mean, this is genius. So in order to join the pledge, all consumers had to do was comment on the brand's Instagram or Facebook, which, who's commenting on Facebook anymore? Come on, stop. And they have to tag two people with the hashtags, Oscar Meyer Bake Off and Sweepstakes. And on Twitter, consumers just had to retweet the brand's post, tag people, and use those two hashtags. So it already happened. If you won a lifetime supply of bacon, once again, write
1: in. Right in. Okay, this one's not really a stunt, okay. but it's a collaboration, which, Andrew, I know you probably also don't listen to this because you have to hear our voices all day at work, but this really sucks that you missed out on this because this happened in October, and you know, I feel like you would have been first in line. So Andrew is a what fanatic?
0: He is a seasoned sunflower seeds. Sunflower um, seed okay. fanatic. Okay.
1: okay. That's so, really
0: interesting that I nailed that on the first one. I know. I was
1: thinking like also like smoked meats, chilies. Okay. But yeah. sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds. Okay. If you know Andrew in our office, like when you go down there, there's like 10 different flavors. They People buy him. Maybe one would call him a sunflower seed connoisseur. connoisseur. <laughs> yes. That is crazy. So in October, David Sunflower Seeds joined Frank's Red Hot in a collaboration to launch Frank's Red Hot Sunflower Seeds. I mean, that's like your dream. I know. Why didn't... They haven't had that? Like I'm sure they have spicy sunflower seeds. No, but okay. this is a new one. Well, yeah, the Frank's one is. But the crazy part is, is that it's not available in like convenience stores until January 2023. But they had... A whole event, a taste testing event in October, the weekend of the 2nd through the 4th in Las Vegas, where customers could line up to pre-taste test and vote on if they would purchase these sunflower seeds. Huh. I know Andrew's probably really bummed that he missed that. Probably. But guess what? Looks like the word's out and they're launching in January. Nice. Andrew, get your taste buds ready. I love it. Do you have any other ones? Because I don't have any more. Okay, this is kind of weird. Little Caesars celebrated National Pepperoni Pizza Day with a galleroni. Wait, hang on. Let me guess what that means. A galleroni. A gallon-sized pepperoni? Nope.
0: Little <laughs> A Caesar? girl dressed like a pepperoni?
1: No. Galleroni. Oh, like a gallery of pepperoni? Yep. Apparently, Little Caesars was inviting pizza lovers to explore the fanciest and most pepperoniest gallery space on all of Instagram. The Galleroni is the place to appreciate pizza-inspired works of art and high-end pieces for sale for just (laughs) $9.99, the same as its newest pepperoni pizza. So, look at
0: this. (laughs) That's the starry night photo, but like redone with pepperoni. Yeah. Is that <gasps> That's so, so weird? So apparently... What you, city was that in? No, it's just oh, nationally, online.
1: Okay. So on Little Caesar's Instagram, you could go and appreciate these new works of art and you could actually buy them for $9.99. I mean, you got to be a pretty big pizza lover to... I mean, $9.99, not a lot, but would you want to buy... I'm not hanging that in my house. I know. <laughs> that is weird. All right. And I'm telling you, collaborations, like... Collaborations are the way to go. And you got to, like, get people's attention. Like, maybe art enthusiasts would actually buy this who are art enthusiasts who love pizza. Maybe, but also I just saw the date on that, and that's from September. You really love breaking all the rules. Like, you just do. And you know what, Alexis? No, it was from September, but it was launched in October. Okay,
0: okay, okay, good. Perfect,
1: perfect. They were launching it in October. Okay, good.
0: I mean, I was going to say, I love that you just don't give a fuck, ever. (laughs) I mean, I just want to tell everyone about cool shit. (sighs) I hear you. Well, I thought this was pretty fun. It was kind of, like, cool to just do them both on the fly and not really know what the other person was going to talk about.
1: And I just feel like this world is getting weirder and weirder when I find this shit. (laughs) it's like, people will do anything to get consumers' attention, and that's why I'm telling you guys... Traditional marketing, like you think you're just going to do a campaign, put it out there. No, no. you gotta get creative. Try again and weird. Be weird. Weird is welcome. Weird is always welcome. You right. do it well.
0: We we always use a few key sources in finding these. So make sure if you're looking for stunts or you want ideas, check out Ad Age, Ad Week. Marketing Dive, The Drum. I also looked at Variety Magazine this time. Any
1: more for you? Trend Hunter. Trend I'm telling Hunter. you, you get on that website, you will get lost. They have the coolest stuff on that website. Please check it out.
0: I mean, or just listen to our podcast and we'll tell you all of the good stuff.
1: But whatever, you know. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review and tell us what you think about all these weird collaborations and if you think they're going to work. I mean, I know in January I'm going to be looking for that red-hot sunflower seed.
0: I'm not surprised at all. And if you're in New York City, please take a photo of the dog poop advertising. I'm curious to see it IRL. (laughs) IRL. That's in real life. (gasps) Thank you, Alexis. Everyone knows that.
1: Okay, bye!